soup can. Maybe we could say Edward had a transplant instead of scissor hands. We could do Edward rake hands. Joe Buck did some very dumb things. I just fucked Anne Margaret. Totally fucked a rock star last night. Guys packing mad equipment. Hello and welcome. We are back from theballerlifestyle.com. It is the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. Thank you very much for joining the program each and every week here via the internet, via the medium of podcast. Episode 155 of the show, who thought it would last this long, certainly not me, but we are very grateful to have you as an audience. We are very grateful that you choose to listen to us each and every week. And by us, I mean myself and co-host Ed Daly, who joins us now. Ed, how are you? I'm uh, doing well. Oh, good to hear. Uh, as well as conspe- expected, considering the disappointment of seeing the Patriots luck into another Super Bowl victory. Wow. Their, wow. Last, two su- their last two wins were just fucking wow. bullshit. Wow. Well, it's it, whenever you're picking who's going to win a game, I always, I, I always look at one thing first and foremost. Who's got the better quarterback? In this case, the Patriots had the better quarterback. But more importantly, or of near equal importance, not more important, but near as important, is who's got the better coach. Or in this case, coaching staff. Because there's, there's certain things, like there's, there's new thinking in a lot of sports, there's new ways of looking at things, and we, we realize that the sacrifice bunt, for example, is a, a bad idea in nearly every situation. You should always swing away unless it's a, a pitcher up there that's hitting like oh, oh 33. Yes, under 100. But in some, dare I say, most situations, Ed, when yeah. all you need is a field goal to put the game effectively out of reach, all and you're in field goal range, what do you do? You run the fucking football. You try to get a few more yards to ice that to to put it comfortably in the field goal kicker's realm and hey maybe maybe your guy springs one by the way the Atlanta Falcons were springing runs left and right they had a they like had the a first play of the game they had a bunch of long runs and they were they were running the ball at will but no they decided that they were going to keep throwing the ball they took a sack they took a couple of losses got themselves out of field goal range they had a fumble they Fucking blew the game in an exceptional fashion. This was this one was handed to the but, Boston Patriots uh, on a silver platter. I I don't. You know the problem is then everybody counters. Well, Brady's the goat. Yeah, and yeah. like he's a great quarterback. He's I get really it. Good. 
but his last two championships were fucking handed to him on a silver platter. Another time, Marshawn Lynch is like one of the best backs of the in the league, maybe the best goal line back at the time. And they and they have to throw on the one yard line. It was and they had time, like they didn't have to throw. Like there was there was no reason to not run Marshawn just a few plays right up the middle. No, that's again another case of overthinking. Yeah, and it's like it's just it's so disheartening. I feel like I've had a lot of these disheartening moments. It is <laughs> of whether it's election night or fucking it's just uh, enough. Like no, nobody nobody even tolerates the Patriots outside of Boston it at is, this point. It is unfortunate. I didn't realize that this um, you know, I don't keep I don't follow sports too closely. Um this was the Patriots largest margin of victory in a Super Bowl. Did you know that they won? That's, that's crazy. I know they won, they won a, a, a couple on on field goals, but yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, then like it was late coming back from a Super Bowl party with yeah. with my boys, oh. and they're they're like upset, and I was like, well, you got to understand, like it wasn't our team playing, so yeah, who cares? You know, you know, like I didn't want the Patriots to win, but like ultimately, who gives a shit? It's it's one of uh, 29 other teams or what is it? Tw- yes. uh, 31 other yes. teams. It's not mine. Not so the skins. Yeah. Yeah. All I right. was not, I didn't really, to be honest, I didn't really have a rooting interest. Um, you know, I was sort of rooting for, I was, for I the Falcons. I just wanted to see New England lose. Yeah. yeah. More yeah. Than, I, I didn't really, I mean, Same. Hey, uh, Falcons fans can't really care about the Falcons. Nobody cares about that team. No, no, it's don't, isn't that one of the cities where nobody somehow, in Atlanta, they're known for being apathetic. Like no one goes to the games. Even a yeah. couple years ago, the Atlanta Hawks had like the best record in the Eastern Conference, or next to the best record. Right, or, and there still was like empty seats at playoff games, and they're known for that. And yet, they get all their teams get new stadiums every two or three years. <laughs> what is it? Right. The Georgia Dome is already obsolete. Yeah. Like, what, what's going on so they there? Just opened that, they shit? just opened that. Like, fans. Yeah, like four years ago. And then now they're getting a new baseball stadium. And they just they just opened the other one like six weeks ago. It's every six weeks, new stadium, despite the fact – paid for by the taxpayers, I'm sure, despite the fact that no one goes to the games on, on I, any of their I teams. Saw a, I watched a little bit of a Knicks and Hawks game a couple weeks ago, and it – I mean, the Knicks have been so awful for yeah, so long. Lost to the Lakers last night. Aside, aside, aside from like one, you know, one year in the last fifteen years, right. they were good. Right. But uh, the Hawks crowd still—it was overwhelming. Knicks fans like yeah. going crazy. It's like people in New York aren't even going this crazy it's over great. the Knicks. What's going on it's down great. there? Yeah, I love that. Um, you, you want to check in on some of our? Let's let's review some of our prop bets. I don't have all of the answers, but I found a few. Um, so I don't think, so, uh, Lady Gaga's belly button was not visible at the start of her performance. Would it would be, I think maybe I said it would be. No, I think we said no on that one. Um, <laughs> the, well, oh. Yeah, the change, yes. Yeah, the Lady Gaga's hair color was blonde, which that was the favorite, came off at two to three. Um, she didn't overtly make an anti-Trump statement. I I don't think she Hang did at all. She said she no, yes. She, she absolutely did. And this was I mean whether it's subtle or not, yeah. she did 
opening up with this land is your land. Yeah. It's a protest song for Cause, sure. Cause I remember when uh, one of my dumb racist aunts or cousins posted on Facebook, like saying something like it's nice to see Lady Gaga doesn't feel like it. She has to make any political statements. This land is your land was Woody Guthrie's fuck you to God bless America. Yeah. That's Cause he true. was talking about, he was talking about how it's made for you and me, but then like in some of the verses we're saying, well, you know, except we, we shit on, you know, half the people here and it's not fair, but that, that is 100% a protest song. So she did it in a subtle way, but she absolutely, she absolutely was making a statement. I would say she definitely made a statement, but I don't know if I'm an odds maker. If I give the, that it's specifically an anti-Trump didn't statement. didn't she have one of those pro gay songs? I mean, I really I was at yeah. a party, so I it wasn't was, listening. It was so a very much, gay performance. Like there were a lot of gays. I mean, there was a lot of gay which again is, is, is yeah an implied anti, especially Pence. Yes. You know, it was it was it was definitely you, part of that. You know, where we are not in agreement. with Do you, you think kind of um, Pence like catches himself tapping his foot a little bit and like kind of like shimmying? to the to the all the gay dancers up there and then immediately excuses himself to the restroom so he can um self flagellate. Yeah, I imagine he's like Michael Shannon in uh, uh Boardwalk Empire. Like yeah. he gets into a room and he just Beats he whips out. himself with yeah. his with his belt. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that too. Uh okay, what else? Oh, Luke Bryan Hand over the heart. The hand. We did not think this was going to happen. The hand was firmly over the heart. There was a lot of hand over heart during that. Um, something. There was a little confusion here. Cowboy boot. Cowboy boots and blue jeans. He was. It was a blue. It was. He was blue, in jeans. He was wearing jeans. They were not blue. This was a dressy occasion, so he had to go with, with the black. He jeans. went with the black jeans. They were very tight. I could see him his circumcision scar. Uh, I mean, that was really quite a choice there for Mister Brian. I've never who I'd never heard of. Um, Did he uh, go over? I didn't. I he didn't went way over. So as of the time of our recording, the total was a minute fifty eight seconds. The yeah. the final line came out at two minutes, nine seconds, and he went over that. Somebody watch rehearsals. This dude was stretching it out. He was feeling himself. Yeah, he was. He must have had somebody go down there and lay a dime on the over because he was, he from the beginning, he was extending notes, and then he finished with a flourish, and that was a long-held note of the brave. Um, so yeah, that went over. Um, I don't, I didn't find this one and I wasn't really paying close attention over under on commercials featuring Peyton Manning. The number was one. I don't recall seeing Peyton Manning. Did I, I, I didn't pay I close attention. Yeah, it was a weak um, commercial year in been, general. There must've been something. The, I, the one thing that I noticed with the commercials is it was like well into the second half before there was an original movie trailer. It was all yeah. sequels of franchises. Yeah. Fast eight. <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean. I can't believe they're still making those. Well, I have a feeling we have a story later that'll yes, tell you exactly why they Johnny, need to keep making those. Johnny Depp has a lifestyle. He has a <laughs> lifestyle. Uh, okay. I'm going to be making about 17 more of those. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. He'll keep making them as long as they keep writing the checks. Um, these were we were just the, no one fell off the stage during the halftime show that I'm aware of. Although this Lady Gaga, she was suspended in midair. She was way up on top of towers, and then she ran. Well, she I I suppose she could have been an Owen Hart situation. She did right? jump off the stage. She caught a football like like you do in the pool in the summertime, where you're like, "Hey, toss me the ball," and then you dive yeah. and catch the ball football into the pool. It's at no age does that does that game get unfun? I mean, it's, I didn't, it's, it's a fun game. Yeah, I didn't uh, watch like intently yeah. because I got trapped in some conversation. Ooh. I was at one of these parties Ooh. where we wow. we know the family that was hosting. Yeah, but they go to a different school than our kids, yeah. and it was all parents from the other. And you know when you're around groups of friends, and I, I, it's it's less. I mean, I guess I am judging them somewhat, but it's less about that than me just not caring about sure. these other families. Yes. And then they've all got their, you know, their shorthand with each other. Oh, you know, Doug. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Beck, Becky's founder schnapps. Yeah. Like everybody's got this thing. It's like, hey, fuck off, all of you. Like I just, <laughs> I don't want any of these Beck conversations. I don't know. I mean, there were a couple of yeah. sad dads yeah. that had to be had to be sent home. Oh. They got the tap. They got the the, the uh, ump or not the ump. The uh, the manager came out of the uh, dugout and was like, "Give a tap give, in the shoulder, give like me the All right, right hander. We're go- <laughs> we're going home. We're going home." <laughs> one kid, I I saw one kid saying to his dad, "Like, Dad, are you drunk?" Like it was wow. it was not good. I mean. People were drinking like beer. Control your yes. There was a lot of like a lot of like fucking Amstels. Like who's getting shit faced on Nobody. Amstel and Nobody. Like, Miller Light? There's there was like what what is going on here? Coronas. Once, once, just sloppy drunk and in a half. Once once you hit a certain age, don't you have to actively try to get yourself that drunk? Like you're if you're not really going for it, you're fine. You're, you I mean, know I've, how to control yourself. In my sure. Life, but like in that scenario, yes. I don't, it's the first half of a game. Unbelievable. And then a couple of the guys during the second half, when things are falling apart, all of a sudden somebody gave them a headset. They're calling in plays and telling, oh. talking about how the defense isn't oh, aligned. No. It's like, oh, 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 no. I don't even have to pretend oh, to care about you they're... people. I don't know you. No, nothing worse than the guy that really knows. He's predicting the plays. He's reading the defenses. Oh, look, they're in Roll cover up, two. Pass. Roll up, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's 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 looking for the the safe safety over the top. I mean, dude, I don't care. I don't understand. First of all, and I don't. And all you're trying to do is show me that you do understand, and that just makes me hate you. Oh, and the big plate, like, you know, people, the, the big table, people were like bringing things to add to the party. And I Instagrammed a picture. One guy just brought up like a plate full of broccoli and cauliflower. What? And it's like, there's a fucking time and place for everything, buddy. Well, no, he, Get that fuck out of here. he brought that to, to dip into some onion dip or some Fiesta ranch, right? Like that's not, I didn't see, I didn't see any dip. Oh I mean, I, in my picture, I don't think there's any dip involved. Oh it was just like, what? This is Hey, I'm either going to have some Doritos or like a six foot sub on the table, or maybe maybe I'll just have some a fistful of broccoli at a Super Bowl party. Oh. That's where you, if you're really into that, you're not into going to a Super Bowl party. Oh, this is this is shocking. Um, okay, what else do we have? Uh, I don't know the oh, Joe oh, Buck. Oh, oh yeah, hold on, hold on. I just want to make sure we didn't. Oh, so she did jump off the stage. I don't think that counts as a falling off the stage. Um, no one caught fire during the halftime show. Odds, the words. 
deflate gate is not mentioned by Buck Aikman or the sideline reporters during the game. Eight to one. Or actually, it was over under. Over under was one and a half. Outcome under. They did not. They got staunch orders from the league not to discuss Deflate Gate because it was not mentioned. Um, odds of Joe Buck being clean shaven for the Super Bowl broadcast ten to one. That could have been five hundred to one, right, Ed? <laughs> yeah, that guy was trying real hard for you to not look upstairs. Yeah, he's. He's got a lot of issues. He went the plug route. He lost his hair early in life. It was caused him great anxiety. So he he got plugs. And let's be honest, plug technology's come a long way, but it is not has not near come to perfection yet. No. Uh, and this he's just hanging on to those few little pieces he has left. He's really got it styled in an unfortunate way. I mean, it looks like plugs. And so he's just trying to have anything going on down below to keep your gaze from going up. Like he wears glasses. He does not want you looking directly at his hair. But again, I mean, we've talked about that being bald is no big deal. But on top of that, he's, he's hired for being a a milk toast guy who had connections and a deep voice. Like he doesn't, he doesn't have any need whether he's bald or not. I mean, Joe Garagiola was on TV for a million years. Like, they, nobody fucking cares. Yeah. Yeah. Who's the guy that, who's the guy that does the Giants games that used to do the... Miller. Uh, John Wars. Miller. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's fat and bald, and he's great. The guy does, yeah. calls a great game. Way better than Buck. Of course. Um, uh, oh, I don't know what... They didn't bring in Pereira. They didn't... Well, they didn't show him. They went to him a couple times and asked him... Odds that Fox replay official Mike Pereira is wrong on the first coaches challenge. I don't. Rec- I wasn't paying that close of attention. He was definitely right on the um, Julian. What's his name? Edelman. Edelman on catch. the Julian Edelman catch. Greatest catch you ever saw. Yeah, is incredible. I, Come on, it was an incredible give catch. Him, give him it credit. was one of those you know crazy. Fl- it was a great catch. Yeah. I just don't like. I as much as I can't stand him. Like I was more impressed by the Beckham catch that he had like in like a regular one season hander. game a few yeah. years ago. I mean, it was, like, it that, was one to me, that's fucking, like kind of crazier looking that that yeah. was certainly the be- best big game catch. It was ever. one inch off the carpet, way more impressive than David Tyree's against the helmet. In my opinion. Um, oh, yeah, I agree. Uh, so no, no one got arrested. Oh, this one was interesting. The Gatorade. According, what happened there? According to my records. There was no Gatorade pour. Ten to one, Ed. I think you called that, right? You said people would be afraid of getting well, cut. I thought maybe, yeah. Like it might be a bad idea because it's Belichick, but orange, Joyless blue, franchise. clear, purple, yellow, none of those came in the money. There was It was a none, the ten to it's one. A, it's a dumb tradition. It's but it's also stupid. dumb. It's a dumb tradition, but it's also dumb that, of course, the Patriots wouldn't do it because that would show that they're enjoying the Super Bowl and – we, we we expect to be here. Like fuck off. Oh uh, yeah. Um. Totally agree with you there. Um. Oh, okay. What else? Hold on. I lost my place. I think that's it. Oh, do we know? I don't think anybody taller than six three scored a touchdown. That white guy didn't seem like a tall guy. Yeah. Uh, wasn't, um, did Martellus Bennett have one? I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, oh, he he was interfered with. Right. That that that's what got him to that the two yard them, line. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I guess I was wrong with the over. Yeah. 
Uh, okay. Well, that's it. That's the props. That's always fun. Um, quickly, before we get into sports, a couple of emails. And this this one's sort of hard to relay, but... Oh, on. it's it's worthwhile. It's, it quite possibly is the most interesting and... Yeah, the, this is what we want. This is, this is the kind of... The, uh, the, the subject line is kindred spirits and the, the, um, email, this is from our buddy Ross Bruns, who is a Patreon, who is one of our patrons, patreon.com slash the baller lifestyle, where you too can contribute financially to the program. He's contributing information to he's, the show. But now. this is, this is much, this is, he's done much more here than you could by giving any dollar amount. His, it, so the subject line is kindred spirits, and the the text of the email says, to my knowledge, this guy has never listened to the show. And then below that, he has a screenshot of a text convert an iMessage conversation. Of course, Ross Bruns, he gets it. Of course. So he's got an iPhone. He's got an iMessage conversation with a buddy, and his buddy texts to him, he saw so-and-so downtown last night. He's head of security at some hotel pointed out Michael Irvin and I followed him into the restroom and pissed next to him. There you go. Soup can. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Not a surprise. It's the choice you make, Ed. Yeah. The the playmaker, The, the playmaker, is showing his bona fides at some Houston area hotel. Super he was Bowl a guy. Week. He's always carried himself with some real confidence. Not not oh, that yes. false confidence. Yeah, even at the U. Yeah, he's very. He's, he played very loose. He was yes. wearing number forty-seven as a receiver at the U. He just he had that that extra swagger that yep. like he just he just knew. He, I mean, he was wearing. He was. 25 years old and wearing a mink. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the guy, he was him and confident. Alvin Harper had bought a house or rented a house just for partying and doing coke and fucking chicks. Like this guy, he's, yeah, you could picture, you would be shocked if he weren't holding a quote soup can. And props to this hero, this, this person that's never heard our show, doesn't know who we are, but but at, is a kindred Still spirit with our very own Ed Daly. Proud of him making making a choice of his own, headed into the bathroom to check out Michael Irvin's I suit might, can. I might get credit for it, but everybody, yes. everybody, oh, yeah, this way. I mean, if Michael Irvin's having a piss next to you, you you're glancing over. I'd be like, "Hey, what's up, playmaker?" And just just a quick look. Playmaker. I don't. I, I and I'm guessing that. Uh, Michael Irvin isn't one of these weirdos that leans way into the urinal. I, I'm, I bet he takes a step back because he doesn't want any splashback on his $1,500 suit. That's right, with his 14 buttons. Yes. Uh, amazing. That's an excellent email, Ross. Thank you very much for that. Um, an, another, another email. Ballers and aging experts, A, Rafael Nadal's OCD pattern between points is pick his ass, sniff, left ear, sniff, right ear. 
Can you imagine shaking hands with this monster? This, <laughs> this might be okay in Australia, but hopefully not in America. Wait, isn't he Spanish? He's Why Spanish? is this Australian? Because he played the, Aust- it was the Australian Open. Yeah. Yeah. I already called the police. And two, my rule of thumb for movies is if the trailer shows a man wearing a suit and running, I won't see it. Andy in Denver, <laughs> regularly I, home, humming, he might own Troy on DVD. <laughs> I I love having hard rules yeah. with, with movies. No, I can't rule. say I agree because that's I'm a big rule. James Bond fan, yeah. so he's running in a suit. Like I I won't turn but I I do like having a rule. My rules I tend to stay away from any coming of age. Yeah, I don't, I don't, that's a good rule. You find yourself on your own time, not yeah. on my time. And I would also say any movie revolving around horses. Oh, I don't, that's a great I, point. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about Seabiscuit or yeah. War Horse or no. the Black Stallion. Yeah. You can just you can take your horses. Far Lap. Yeah. None of the above. Um, that's I mostly just stay. I just hate personalities. If Andrew Garfield's in it, I'm not seeing it. Um, same. <laughs> you know what? Again, he's making a lot of appearances. That's, you're not going to see me in one of his movies. Uh, Emma Stone and Hathaway. There's a there's a whole list of mostly broads that I will uh, consciously I'm, avoid. They're, they're, I'm no fan of either, yeah. but I've watched and I liked the 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 last Batman one that I saw with with her. Oh yeah, that that was actually pretty with good Bane? with with Christian Bale and Bane. Yeah, she happened to be in it, so I can't make that rule for her. And with Emma Stone, she was in Birdman with Keaton, and she, I had to watch that. So. She was in Birdman, but I'll say this: with Emma Stone, as with all Emma Stone movies, this is this is an impression of me. Forty-seven and a half minutes into Birdman in the theater. Is that Emma Stone? <laughs> so if I don't notice you, it's like I didn't know she was in it. And then even when I was watching her in it, I didn't realize it was her. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not cool going to an Emma Stone no. or Anne Hathaway no. vehicle. No. But if they happen to be in it, I can't say I shoot it down altogether. No, I totally agree with you. Uh, Ed, we just did all the prop bets. And a mm-hmm. lot of people are saying, hey, you know what? This shit was fucking predetermined. This yeah. The outcome was already given before the game was played. What do you think about that? Well, there is one person, uh, a Sixers rookie, Joel Embiid. The process. Watched, yeah, watched the Super Bowl on Sunday in disbelief, and he took to Twitter to offer his theory. Wow, I'm sorry, but this is rigged. Yeah. Atlanta, uh, four dots, by the way, after rigged. Oh. Dot, dot, well, dot, he dot. Went to Kansas. Also, he's from now Africa. He's also, yeah, he's from Africa. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know how much English he got. Right. Uh, Atlanta didn't burn the clock down. Didn't run the ball at all. Hashtag, or, yeah, hashtag rigged. Yeah. And then two minutes later, he offered an alternate theory. Or the Falcons are just tanking. Dot dot dot. Oh, which is it? In two minutes, don't, he figured it out. Or they're edge. just tanking. Yeah. I don't know. Now, Brian, while unconventional, do you think the Falcons were just trying to lose the game so they get a better draft pick? Yes, of course. They don't want They didn't want to. He's on the Sixers, 36. so you thought that's just commonplace for every team. They didn't want to bet 30, pick 32nd. They wanted to pick 31st. Yeah. Duh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but, you know, here's a guy that clearly didn't watch much football growing up. No. 
in Africa. But it was fucking painfully obvious. It wasn't just the play calling when they were in field goal range. They the whole second half, they were like rushing when they were up twenty eight to three and they're snapping the ball with nineteen yeah. eighteen on the on the game clock. I mean, that's just dumb. Like what it's not like in basketball where they say, Don't just hold it until the clock is out and then just try to take the last shot because you might get a bad shot. In football, it doesn't matter if you snap every time with one second on the play clock. Run clock. You got to run. The play, is, the play is still the fucking same. Yeah. You don't want to take your foot off the pedal, but this is – it's not like these guys couldn't run the football. They were running the football. That's how they got such a big lead is that they were able to balance their attack by gashing them up the gut. Yeah. And, so keep uh, running the football. The running the football and, takes time off the clock. And you have in your booth, you have guys looking at the replay and telling you whether or not you're you need to uh, challenge. Yeah. And the Edelman catch was clearly a catch. Yeah. It wasn't like one of those. It could go either way. Yeah. Like it, the ball was never My touching the ground in any way. One. Yep. And they they challenged, lost their last time out. Yep right before the two-minute warning or whatever it was. And so then they didn't have enough time. There yeah. were so many dumb things. Or or like when they're out of timeouts and they run like a tight end screen when they, they need like 40 yards to get a field goal. Yeah, there was – Because they, de- they definitely got into – they should just the, – the conversation was they should just let them score at some point. Like you knew the Patriots were, were going to score. There was like – two minutes left in the game and it's like, Hey, maybe just let them fucking put it in there. And then you got time to get down the field and kick a field goal. Um, yeah, that was pretty stupid. Uh, Oh, I'm reminded Joe Buck did some very dumb things. First of all, he can't tell the difference between Danny Woodhead and, um, Edelman. And I know they're both (laughs) little white guys, but one is number 11 and one has a number in the eighties. So that's like pretty easy. <laughs> also, you have somebody right next to you telling you who makes the catch on everything. Right. The spotter. Yeah. So it's like, but even if the spotter gets it wrong, like there's a pretty big difference between the two guys. And he constantly kept messing that one up. And then he was dumbfounded and shocked that at the end of the game, how many yards Tom Brady had thrown for. Hey, dickhead. They were down by, it was 28 to three. Like they threw on, I don't think they ran it one single time except, except for the touchdown in, at the end of the game. They're, they threw it uh, tons of times and that's how you get a lot of yards. Like, of course he's going to throw for a lot of yards. It was a, the biggest comeback in Super Bowl history. Yeah, I, w- I will say we were talking all the bad things about a Super Bowl party with all the random noise. I Joe really Buck. missed, I, re- I missed a ton of Joe Buck. It was kind of nice. I mean, the volume was on, but like, there's just enough stuff going on. Yeah, I, I second year in a row, I quietly watched, just sat on my couch, had a couple beers, ate some chicken wings, explained the game of football to our very own Fancy Sauce, who was who was um, obsessed with the term. I made some tweets about it because she's obsessed with the term sack. Like she doesn't, she doesn't that it connotes a different thing for our very own Fancy Sauce. Than what mm. it actually is in the game of football. Uh, okay, you got more football stories. Oh well, let's take it to college football. Um, four-star wide receiver prospect from Lakeland, Florida, who until very recently seemed close to signing with Ohio State. Um, that changed after he was cited for weed during a visit to the university, and tweeted this a few days later when the news broke. OSU players do so much drugs. And that, that was all caps. And then that. he added a bunch of hashtags 
including that little circle with the arrow male chromosome symbol. <laughs> yeah, what's that mean? Why is that there? I don't know. I don't know. Them. I would never use those because I don't know which one's male and which one's female. I, I mean, maybe he did the female. I think the male is the arrow and the female is the plus, I think. Oh, it is? Oh, okay. Because the, fe- the plus kind of looks like a dude. But, right. The right. Little, little dick hanging yeah. out. But, but either way. Yes. What does that have to do with OSU players do know. so much drugs? All caps. These um, millennials and, and their emojis. All these emojis have meanings that we don't understand, Ed. Yeah, and then after presumably being lectured for being a bitch, Robinson went back on Twitter and changed his tune. Want to apologize about my comment I made about OSU players. I let my emotions get to me. I want to apologize for embarrassing myself, family, teammates, school community, and those that support me. Obviously written by the same guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when signing day came, he signed with the Florida Gators. Uh, Brian, two things. One, how dumb do you have to be to get arrested with weed during a recruiting visit? And two, what the fuck was up with that male chromosome emoji? It's very weird. I don't know what that one meant. And when you get, like, aren't you being hosted? Like, you don't bring your own drugs to the recruitment thing. Like, they're taking you, they're getting you laid. They're, they've got the drugs. They've got hookers lined up for you. Yeah. Like, you. Patino. Yeah. You don't, like, you're being shown a good time. You don't show up with your own good time. They've got the good time there. That doesn't make yeah, any sense. Yeah, I remember, I remember being in school, and you, you just knew, because there would be these, like, you know, very young-looking teenagers would be at the bar with you. Like, you just know, oh, the recruits, they're showing them around. Like, recruits don't have to do anything. Like, for you to get arrested means you're like, hey, you know, I'm going to go off on my own and walk by the Columbus de- Police Department very with stupid. a joint in my mouth. Very like, stupid. What are you doing? That's very dumb. It does, it does help me to recall when I was in high school. This was in the 90s. I don't like to give, I don't like to date myself here, but it's necessary for this story. We okay. would we would have these pep rallies. And a lot of times the, the pep rally was like during school, there'd be like an assembly. Yeah. So they'd let you out, right. you know, it'd be, they'd let you out a third period a little bit early and then you'd go do this rally and then you'd go from the rally to lunch. So most of the time I would try to like dodge this thing. I would like act like I was walking there and then I would go disappear and go do something else. But Sometimes I would be forced to go to one of these rallies. And I do recall our gym was sort of segmented into like four sections. And this is when I was a freshman. Mm-hmm. might have been when I was a sophomore. But, and each class, each grade level get, got one section of the gym. So there was two on one side and two on the other. And they would sort of like go. And then so they were would sort of pit the classes against each other. And each each group yeah, like we got more spirit than you right it was like a spirit off and so each group would like do a chant and so it would be like and i was the class of 93 and so not not to give it away but i graduated <laughs> high school in 1993 yeah, you could have played it vague could have been 1999 <laughs> I, need, just... I, I need it for this but so so it, it would like go around go by section so the seniors would go and they'd be like 91 has more fun and they get the whole the whole group would be chanting 91 has more and then it was like 92 has more spirit than you. I can't remember what 92's chant was, but yeah, I can't remember what 91's either. Better but they you. would do a chant. And, yeah. And then it would come to us, and we were class of 93, and then we'd start chanting, 93 is not drug free. 93 is not drug free. And then, like, the, and then the whole rest of the gym would get quiet, and like all the, 
all like the teachers and the vice principals would come over, like try <laughs> try to get us, and we'd be like, ninety three is Irie, ninety three is, and we so we had all these like drug related to chants, and they were not very spirit related, and I think I think at some point we were like not allowed to come to they. Just, <laughs> Didn't let High school's class. bad boy, yes. Brian Beckford. Well, I, don't, I, I didn't lead uh, anything, but I definitely <laughs> participated. The uh, These pep rallies, yeah. I remember because being in the football team, it was incredibly lame for us Very. because yeah. like, there would always be some, some fucking hard-ons on the football team who would be like, don't smile. Like, we're do- cause, yeah, cause like they would have us. They would have us in fucking folding chairs in front of the school that like 25 people would show up to see us play. And like they'd make the, everybody cheer and go crazy. And we'd just be sitting in folding chairs. It's like no smiles, no cheering. Everybody sit there and you just sit there like a fucking idiot. Yeah. And like, oh, yeah, we got to pretend we're hard as hell when we're a bunch of fucking douches just like the rest of you. Yeah, exactly. It was just it was all so dumb. Yeah, very dumb. Uh, speaking of weed. I miss this guy. How does this guy not have a job on TV? Of course, I'm talking about former warrior and he was a lot of team spur. Spur. Oh, he pacer. was pacer. Malice at the palace. Right. Um, what's going on with Steven Jackson these days? Well, he was on. He was a guest on Michael Rappaport's podcast and shared some stories about smoking weed during his career. Uh, and he had he had some good ones. I can't speak for nobody else. Me personally, I've done a lot of shit before games sometimes and was still able, able to go out there and be productive. I just got to be real, you know? It's been a couple games where I, I smoked before games and had great games. It's been some games where I smoked before the game was on the bench after three minutes sitting on the sideline. Please calm down. This high has to calm down. I done shot three shots that went over the backboard. I'm like, I'm going to be honest. Like, ah, I got to calm down. And then he also talked about getting his last test of the season. We're in Utah and the drug test people are around, you know, to get our last drug test so we can smoke, right? Don Nelson, we talked about weed all the time. He was cool with talking about weed. Oh, yeah. We got, we got our last test in Utah, right? So me and Baron are coming out the locker room just screaming, excited with our last pink slip, saying we could smoke for the rest of the season. And Don Nelson hauls us down there, giving us high fives like, yeah, we can smoke now. It was cool. The fact that he knows what's going on off the court with his players, which was, gr- which was great, man. We enjoyed it. That's why we were a great team. Now, Brian, two things. One, why the fuck do sports leagues test for weed? It's crazy. And also, who wants, who wants to play basketball after smoking weed? Yeah, it's yeah. – It seems like something you wouldn't want to do. Right. The um, – the, I saw there was like some, like some kind of press conference or it was like a town hall with Roger Goodell before the Super Bowl. And I saw somebody in the audience asked him like, Hey, what's up? Like, let these guys smoke weed. And he's like, well, we've done a lot of research. And at this point, um, no one is advising us that, that it would be that we need to change our policy in any way. Like he had a real diplomatic answer, but especially football. Like these dudes, right? Are, I just read a headline today where former Music City Miracle guy, right? Former tight end terp. for the Titans. Oh, Frank Whitecheck was a terp. Of course he was. Oh, I didn't know that. He thinks he's got CTE. Yep. Uh, you know, it's like this fucking. We're learning that this sport 
really fucks people up. And you're seeing a lot of guys retire, a lot of guys playing different sports. Like it's affecting the league and it's a, and viewership's down. A lot of people say that had something to do with the election, blah, blah, blah. People are, are realizing that this, this gladiator sport, these guys get fucked up. And additionally, they got to take a lot of painkillers. They're in pain. Right. That, those painkillers are way, way worse. Way worse. Yeah, terrible. Addictive properties, the the their hell on your liver. It's they're not that effective right. after a while. And Bryant all- Gumbel's show is just they pretty much yeah. just set up two stories per per episode about why we why painkillers are killing them and why CTE is killing them. Like that's yeah. that's their show now. Yeah, real sports is the best. Um. So yeah, let them let let athletes smoke weed. Like who fucking cares? It's legal in the. It, some form of weed is legal in pretty much every real state by now. Uh, eventually, it's going to be legal in every state. Uh, so it's just like we we realize the error of our ways. We know now that it's not it's a safe drug. It's not even really but, a drug, and it doesn't matter. Just like let people. But smoke on tea. top, right on top of all that, the legality. It's like that's not a performance enhancer. No, no, I mean, it's true. Back my second question about yeah. how do, why would you want to play yeah. uh, basketball when, when stone that's, that's a different issue, but like, it's never going to make you a better player. No, it, well, it could make you deal with pain. It does, I, I feel like it does kind of help you focus. Like if you, basketball, yeah, like I felt like if I shot, I'm going to try this. If I shot 20 free throws, cold like walked up and shot 20 free throws sober and Mm -hmm. then and then another time i went back and i smoked a couple bong hits first or one just one and then i went to the line and shot 20 free throws i would guarantee you i would shoot a higher percentage high because i'm able to focus block out the noise singular focus and concentrate and i feel like that's part of it and plus these guys are high all the time so it doesn't i don't think it really it, it does it enhance their performance probably not but it, does it affect their performance i doubt it because they're no. used to being high um we got to talk about wait hold on keep forgetting to do this somebody we already had one emailer quote this song this beautiful song by our very own writes a bill beautiful song My name is Brian They call me the other guy I host a podcast show I'll give hetero life a try If you see something on my hand That makes you think I'm not a man It's just my cool rings, you see They're as sparkly as can be Gets better every time I hear it. It is. It's great. Well done, right? It's a bill. Um, Edward talking about when I was in high school, 1993. Yep. You know, I was not, I was like basically a juvenile delinquent. I was getting thrown out of class a lot. They had like a special, they had like a, an area that they would send the dipshits like me, like during school, but just to get you out of class, they'd be like, go, just go to this room and sit there. And, but these days, 
things have really changed. Like the inmates are actually running the fucking <laughs> asylum. It is crazy. It is insane. And we've talked about this a lot on this show. There are, uh, it's pretty much a given that if you're in high school right now, one of your teachers is just getting train run on her after school by a, a, a plethora of yeah, eager just, young men. This, but like usually just a couple of randos, like yeah. not, it's not like the captain, captain no, of the football no, team. Just like some, it's not, it doesn't have to be the future and, Tom Brady. It's just any random guy. And we've, we've heard these moves. Like they'll just like a kid will just walk up and be like, Hey, hit me on my snap. And boom, they're then they're showing each other their genitals later that day, and they're fucking by the end of the week. This is pretty common. Well, and and seems like it's happened happens a lot in Texas. It's a big state. This story, no different, except it goes to an extra level. Because what usually ends up happening is one of these kids gets his mouth gets a little too big. And one of his buzzkill parents gets involved and gets the teacher busted and arrested. Mm-hmm. Well, in this case, the student took it a step further by not only did he slay the teacher, once he was done slaying her, he blacked, blackmailed her for tens of thousands of dollars, which on a teacher's salary is like her whole salary. Yeah. This is, they have to give up meals for the day for like no lunch. Yes, this this happened. This happened at a Texas middle school, Ed, where a teacher has been charged with assault after having an affair with a student who later went on to extort tens of thousands of dollars for her from her. Tao Sandy Don't. She's got it. See, she's Asian, but she's got an anglicized pseudonym. Nom yeah. de plume, Sandy. A 27-year-old social studies teacher, and what we, we've talked about this, you should not be allowed to teach beyond anything older than elementary school kids. You can't, anybody that's been through puberty can't have a teacher in her 20s to mid-30s. You got to be late yeah. 30s, early 40s, so you got some sense. Um, this is this happened near Dallas, Raul Quintanilla Middle School. This, this chick was arrested uh, after the relationship came to light. According to the, an affidavit, the mother, it's always the mother, of a 14-year-old boy went to authorities. I mean, she's 27, he's 14. That's, old, that's only 13-year age difference, Ed. Right, it's getting close. Yeah, I mean, that's like 14 is probably a little too young. It's right on the borderline. Like a 13, like I'm, I've, been, I've been on the record here that to say that this is usually a victimless crime. 14 is probably a little yeah. too young. You know, like 16, 17 for sure, victimless crime. 13, 14, 15, uh, I think there's an issue there. Um, uh, uh, Yeah, so she told, um, hold on. The mother of the 14-year-old boy went to the authorities earlier this month complaining that her son was getting large sums of money from Doan and using the cash to buy alcohol and drugs. Well, yeah. The parent also shared with investigators screenshots of text messages suggesting that her son a former student at Quintanilla Middle School had been blackmailing his teacher-turned-lover. One message allegedly read, Ain't BSing. Watch. I'ma start getting the pics and everything ready to show the cops. Right? I ain't playing. 
Ed, the question is begged. Was she was this teacher Tao Sandy Doan raping Bodie from the wire? <laughs> yeah, either Bodie or one of one of the guys Poot. in the corner. This Could have been Poot. Poot. This is insane. Yes, it's crazy. Um, she gives the kid the greatest gift of all, yeah, and this is pussy. how he repays her. Let's see. He should have been giving her the money. I mean, he truly is a delinquent. Like extortion. I mean, I would say, I guess rape takes a is a little higher on the food chain. Right. But extortion is a, one of the worst things you could do. It really is pretty fucked up. I want to get paid for shit I had nothing to do with. That's right. Yeah. Like, that. that is a low. Like, this kid, no matter what, I mean, he's only 14. You'd say kids can change. Like, absolutely not. This kid is a piece of shit for the rest of his life. And he's, just, he's not going to be a productive member. According to the story. Yeah, he's the, he's the bad guy here. According to the story. He juiced her for 28 large, Ed. That's Jesus, how did she, she – she must have been living out of her car. That, that's that's a, the whole, whole starting salary probably. Like it's, teachers don't make that much money. 28 grand. Unbelievable. Um, yeah, uh, definitely this, the kid is the bad guy here. The, the boy's uncle told the station that his young nephew seemed, quote, smitten with his teacher, who he later came to regard as his personal piggy bank. Like, he's out bragging about it, Ed. He's really... It's, if this kid isn't in prison before his 18th birthday, he for sure will be after, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I, I cannot see him being a productive member of society. No, I agree. Ed, we need to talk about Texas. We need to talk to Texas because not only are their middle school students extorting their teachers who were kind enough to give them sex, they have a serious snake issue, particularly in one home where a young boy, age of four, popped open the toilet lid one day. Also, rule of thumb, keep your toilet lid down. You don't want things falling in there, and you don't want things coming out of there. Just, I don't like, yeah, I don't like looking inside no, somebody's toilet. Keep the toilet. lid down. Keep the lid down. I can down. lift it. Yeah, you, right. you have guests over? Just keep, the whole, just keep the whole thing closed. That's why there's a lid there. Just keep it closed. Right. And by, by God, fucking flush every time. Yes, flush every time. This yes. mellow, oh, no, ye- stop. yellow. Stop that's that. fucking nonsense. Stop with that. You flush. You get, you get up. In I the know there the are monsters out there that don't flush. I know. I know who they are. Yeah, Ed. This kid flips open the toilet. There's a goddamn snake in the toilet. A rattler. Christ. Yeah, that's pretty. That's everybody's like number one fear. He uh, he alerts the mom. I guess the dad's not home at the time. I. Hopefully, if this ever happens in my home, I'm not there either because I don't know what the fuck I would do. I don't, no. I'm not equipped to deal with a live snake. Like, I'm just not. I can't do it. Um, this mom, though, because I guess because it's Texas, she knew what to do. She, and the story gets pretty graphic, but she grabbed some household implements, a hoe, um, one, of those, one of those things that Edward Scissor's hands had. Um, Edge clippers? Yeah, yeah. Like what Brutus the Barber Beefcake used to cut people's hair with. She got one of those. And she took care of the snake. And they're like, hey, it's 
threat nullified. Like mom, she went all Linda Hamilton. And she shit. attacked. She attacked a rattlesnake. Yeah, because so so the um the son kept trying to flush the toilet, and the and the snake was like getting all agitated. Yeah, was not having it, and so <laughs> then if this is like a diamondback, the thing leapt from the bowl. And the mom knew she had to take care of business there. So she, she handled him with the hoe and then just for good measure, gave him a snip job. Jesus. Uh, yeah, crazy. But so they're like, okay, this is, this is done. But the dad, like he's on his way to check things out. And just as a precaution, he's like, you know what? I'm going to call the um, snake wranglers, which apparently in Texas is a thing. <laughs> Snake Wranglers. Yeah. So he calls he calls up this it's got a name. Um I don't know. He calls this company out that's like gets snakes. They come, they check out the premises, and yeah, there was they did have one snake there. Um but they also found just you know, a couple more. In the <laughs> where? Yeah, a couple in, dozen, in the house? A couple dozen more in the house. Oh in total. God. 24 Western Diamondback rattlesnakes were located oh at the God. family's property, including the one in the toilet. 13 adult rattlesnakes were removed from a storm cellar. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is, but it's whatever's in a storm cellar. It's, it's something I don't want to see. It's either. No, you know, it's, if you're I at, think that's you're, where bodies are. Hidden, yeah. If right? you're, like, at, you know. you're if, at, if you're at Gacy's place, it's a bunch of twinks down there. Anywhere else, it could be a possum. God forbid a rat. None of that snakes. None of nothing good happens in a storm cellar. Um, yeah, another ten were removed from under the house. Five of the snakes at the property were babies. Jeez, that's almost grosser oh, than an adult no. baby snakes. Jesus, the and f- don't they lay like a trillion eggs? There's just yeah, find more popping up. Yeah. Um. So anyway. I need to find out. I, I, I want to know what. Oh, big country snake removal was the was the snake catcher's name. Do you think? Do you think when uh, Snake Hoarder read this story, he just had a he was fully turgid? Dude, I forgot about old Snake Hoarder. That guy was. My, <laughs> Here's that. He's like, oh, my wet dream. That guy was my guy, Snake Hoarder. The guy had like <laughs> six hundred snakes, mostly alive, but a lot of also dead. On his property, just at his house. And the neighbors had been calling for months, complaining about the smell. And the smell was so bad that the guy had to sit out front all the time. He was just sitting out front in a chair because the, because there were so many snakes in his house. He had 600 snakes. This old snake hoarder. That's a local story here. Um, he went national. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that went big. Uh, I want to know, because we, we have a lot of listeners in the Houston area and, and in Texas in general, this sounds like a West Texas story to me. Rattlers, it's more like sort of a wild place. Um, so I don't, this might not be in our listenership, but at any rate, like Texas, you guys got to fucking look after your own here. Somebody needs to do something about this snake thing. Let me tell you what would happen if I found a rattlesnake in my toilet. Tell me. I would just take the kids, I would grab the car keys, and be like, all right, guys, we're going north. We're going to, yeah. we're, we're leaving our life here. Yep. And we've got like, maybe we'll just, we'll, we'll buy a home in Iceland. We're, we're never. Sale. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not figuring shit out. I'm not even 
checking to see if there's 23 more snakes no. uh, in the in the crawl space, yeah. I'm getting the fuck out of that house forever. Totally agree. If if snakes feel welcome in my home, I am I am not welcome there. And I was think, I was thinking it's could be good or bad. I mean, it's obviously it's bad, but it could be good in the sense that if you got 23 snakes living in your house, you probably got zero rats. But <laughs> which is my number one fear, which is the number one thing I fear being in my premises, pre- pre- presence. But in premises. But you could think of it another way. If there's 23 snakes hanging out at your house, that means there's a hell of a lot of shit for them to eat, which could mean that you have thousands of rats running around. Because if the snakes run out of rats to eat, they go to your neighbor's house and eat their rats. But if they're all, all right. just, if they're like, hey. Yeah, no, maybe cru- he's hungry. He's about to eat your four-year-old. Yeah, cruise in here. Hey, come hang with me. Like, don't go to the neighbor's house. Shit's happening over here, and it's good. That means that there could yeah. be a lot to eat in that in that storm cellar. Snakes are like high school kids. They don't want to go to the house where the mom has shitty things in her fridge no. and uh, pantry. No, nope. you go to you go to the house where the kid has the good shit to eat. That's a great point. Nobody was ever coming over to my house for snacks. That's for sure. No, no. my mom on on a, on a big day we'd have Ritz crackers. Yeah, same, same shit crackers. N- no ding dongs. No. Twinkies. A lot of a lot of my friends had good shit. No hostess of any kind. Nothing. No. No. Um. Yeah. It's this doesn't say where this is really annoying because uh, this doesn't say where this happened in Texas, and I want to know. I want to know who needs to be shamed. Somebody find out for us. One of you Texans out there, find out where this. Or was. let us know if you have the number oh, yeah. of a snake removal company oh, yeah. just in your in your uh, phone. Also, I got a question. Armadillos. The fuck are those things? What is it? It's like mm. a, is it a rodent? It's got a hard shell. What the actual fuck is an armadillo? Need answers. That is interesting. Um, I, I learned a little fact from my first graders homework. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Hit me. A hedgehog and a groundhog are the same thing. Shut the fuck up. That's what I read. I mean, you know, it was one of those like, they give a few facts and then like they're just teach them to read like reading comprehension. Right. And I read that and my mind was blown. I was like, I should read more of these first grade things. Yeah. One one hangs out in a hedge. One yeah. hangs out in the ground. Yeah, same thing. I went to my daughter's. Uh, my daughter had the talent show. Mm-hmm. Her and her friend sang a song accompanied by the friend's dad on guitar. It was pretty good. It was. I mean, I'm not, theirs was the best in the show. But one of the other kids, just one kid by himself, got up and to a backing track, belted out with a mic, um, Twisted Sisters, we're not going to take it. Wow. Like, just, the kid was like in third grade. He was like, eight years old. That's crazy. He chose that song. He got up there, hammered it out by himself, like hit all the notes, like just got up Were there. People and, going nuts? Yeah. I was going crazy. Like, yeah. Yeah. He, he, it was, it was an amazing, amazing performance by this kid. That's all. That's just, that's just an aside. Uh, Ed, this is, we got a serious issue here on the ball lifestyle podcast because 
third member of our broadcast team is not again? has been waylaid again. I just recently received a message that she would not be able to make it, and I have I have a whole bunch of email correspondence from the listeners to cover with her. It's just yeah, we got that real creepy I, one. I, we got a couple creepy ones, and I've pushed it all back from last week, and then I had other show email to get to this week that I pushed back so we could get we basically we have a glut of fancy sauce related material to get to so guys I apologize no fancy sauce this week we thought she would be here she is not um, thankfully I do have here I just need to find some stories we could do our own version of yeah, fancy we could try. But I gotta find. I I did have some stories here. Hold on. Yes, shortly. Mm, aha. First and foremost, let's start with this, Ed. This has mm-hmm. been a big story. A lot of people have reached out to us via the interwebs about this popular topic on this show, often discussed. Johnny Depp. He's he's hold on. He's suing his business managers. Because he's saying they've misappropriated his funds. Seems to happen a lot. Don't they give you a statement? Yeah. All you have to do is just look at like a, a end of the month statement. Yeah. End of the year statement. Yeah. You'd figure it out. Every, these sums. Every month they send you a statement with what you got and where what, what came in, what went out. What went where? How much it's earning? And if you and if you're ever concerned about your fiduciary and what they're doing with your money, you just call the bank. Go, hey, I have this statement here from my financial guy. He says I have this much money. Can, what's my balance? And they'll tell you. Like it's not that hard. I know you're busy doing Pirates of the Caribbean, but this what the the business managers they're not having this. They're like, no, we didn't steal your money. You just fucking spend too much of it. From the story, Johnny Depp's former business managers have alleged that the actor is living an extravagant $2 million a month lifestyle, complete with 14 houses, 70 guitars, and an (laughs) enormous appetite for wine. He's got, I know for a fact, he's got a a, a nine condos in the same building on the same floor at at this building in downtown L.A., He's, is he renting them out? No, or he's they're all like- for sale. They're all for sale. And he would just like come home, stumble home, and just pick which one he wanted, which door he wanted to open and go to sleep in. It's crazy. Seems reasonable. This comes after Depp launched a $25 million lawsuit last month against his business managers, the Mandel Company, claiming gross mismanagement of his affairs. He said the company failed to properly pay taxes on his behalf, made unauthorized loans, and overpaid for security and other services costing him tens of millions of dollars and leading to financial trouble, which he claims to have become aware of only in March. The cross complaint filed this this week stated that TMG did everything within its power over the last 17 years to protect debt from himself and to keep debt financially solvent, but that TMG did not have the power or ability to control debt spending or his numerous other vices. <laughs> or to force Depp to make wiser financial decisions. Do you think his, do you think like when he got his statement, he had to call TMG and he's like, Hey, what are, uh, what are all these checks to Kenny? And they're like, Oh, then that's, that's your dealer, Johnny. Oh, right. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of wire transfers going to Kenny. <laughs> um, who's like two, the guy report. I don't think it's in this story, but I saw it in another one that somebody sent us that he supposedly spends like 30 grand a month on wine. Thousand yeah. dollars a day on wine. wine. Yeah. I'm not I'm not a wine guy, yeah. but I've read enough like headlines and stuff that you can get quality bottles of wine for like twenty bucks. Oh totally. Fifteen bucks, twenty-five bucks, like a thousand a day. Yeah. Insane. Yes. The guy you know, if we, his interviews, he's always affected. Yes. Yes. He's always He's always, you know, he's got a lot going on, always putting a lot into how he, how he portrays himself. He's, he is probably the most affected of all the bullshit affected Hollywood stars. He's got an accent. He's always adorned many scarves. Like it's just, if he's spending 30 grand a month on wine, what do you, what do you think he's spending on bangle bracelets? Cause he's every day he's got 50 or 60 of them honest person when i told you like uh, a couple months ago i was on hulu and like i saw they had 21 jump street and i just clicked on like maybe the first episode to see what it was you know what it was like and he you, just is, talked is that how you were able to pull harry aoki out of your ass on a couple episodes ago or you just have that <laughs> in the memory banks locked in that that, that probably triggered it yeah but uh but he he talked somewhat normal which is even more of a it's you know it's one thing if he grew up in a with a weird accent in his home He's he talks Kentucky. normal right but he didn't sound like a Kentucky guy he just kind of sounded you know pretty normal and he's just the most affected guy always yeah and he's going to keep making these movies he's going he's going to be in I don't know what the parts of the Caribbean are up to 5 6 he's he's going to make he's going up to 10 I mean, he gets like, he's got back end on those, Ed. He gets a big, like one of those, one of those movies could make him 40, 50 million bucks every single time. And he, apparently he needs it because he's, he's spending million, like, 2 million bucks a month. It's a big after nut. His, after his agents drop him, he's just going to be making cold calls to like former co-stars like <laughs> uh, Martin, Martin Lindo. Would you, uh, would you be interested in maybe signing up for Edward too? I think we've got, we've got some tales to tell. Uh, uh, Christopher Walken. Um, remember we were in in the nick of time together. Is that the uh, one? Is that the one where he's in a uh, he's in a phone booth the whole time? <laughs> I, I maybe I'm yeah. screwing this up. Yeah. It wasn't there one where he like has a clock and yeah, somebody's yeah, gonna yeah. kill his daughter. Yeah, he's got like a yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Tim Tim Burton. Oh no, no, uh, please no. Uh, I was thinking, uh, maybe let's you know think outside the box. Maybe uh, Sleepier Hollow, or uh, or maybe uh, maybe we could say Edward had a transplant and instead of scissor hands, we could do Edward rake hands or something like that. I could be a gardener in L.A. Edward scissor feet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bear with me. We we can go in a lot of directions. Uh, Edward scissor feet. Edward scissor toes. Edward rake uh, hands. Yeah, Edward rake hands. Edward rake feet. I could be. Uh, maybe there's an adventure where I'm a, a super gardener and uh, in Los Angeles. Uh, uh, Edward leaf blower hands. Um, okay. And then I could be 
Edward Zen Garden preparer. I could I could do lots of things. And uh, just as long as I have $1,000 worth of wine in my trailer every day. Yes. Um, it, it's amazing, though. Like, he is – to spend that much money, and it's going to take a, yeah. a lot to get out of this that. Is, he, he's in a Nicolas Cage situation. See, the thing about Johnny Depp is he's always been like, oh, he's so selective on his projects. He's, yeah, sure. Yeah, he he's wants fucking- – yeah, now, Pirates of the Caribbean. Right, and that that so that's like sort of funds everything. So then he can do his uh, Mortimer or whatever, like his yeah. artsy type movies. Well, it, it was called Mordecai. Mordecai. Uh, remember, I had a twirly mustache, and I was in chocolat. Cho- yeah, chocolat. <laughs> yes. Julian Bonos. So he's gonna now. He's gonna really have to do. He's gonna have to do um, <laughs> National Treasure Four. Yeah. Uh, uh, I was always, you know, I. I've made it through my whole career, and I always thought there should be a crybaby too. Yes, I, I yes. thought you know with there Tracy, was more tales to with the, tell. With the great Tracy Lords, okay, Ed. Yeah. We recently, well, Black Sabbath played their last show, I think, just this week, and I don't know if you remember last year, Ozzy was his marriage was on the rocks, his marriage <laughs> to Sharon. The Blizzard of Oz. Yeah, yeah he, he's, he's putting his penis it's elsewhere. Ozzy, to me, like, he's one of those guys that really could have benefited from an early death. Because yeah. all the sad when now. in the 80s, like when you were a kid, Ozzy Osbourne was the scariest motherfucker in the world. He was dangerous. <laughs> yes, like dangerous. The, like uh, there will never because now we have the internet and you you got these jackasses with their fucking Snapchat and their and their Instagram. But back then, you'd like get a picture of a magazine. You know that like, all you would get of these guys was a poster or an album cover or a yeah. picture in a magazine, and he'd have fucking blood dripping off his He's face. Sweating. And yeah, yeah he was those, disgusting, yes, like scary, scary eyes, and he'd do a video and he'd have a crucifix and you're like holy fuck ozzy <laughs> and he was like he was legendary he's pissing on the alamo and doing all this crazy shit and now he's just shuffling around looking sad wearing yeah, Sharon, Sharon, <laughs> yes, yeah, watching the history channel yeah oh, it's scary uh well last year he got busted having an affair with his his uh hairdresser and his hairdresser was much younger, but she was like a you know, not was no prize. She's she's about the kind of had the kind of look that you would expect a seventy year old rock star to get with. But Ozzy came out afterwards and said, "Hey, just I'm going to get some treatment because I didn't I didn't bang my hairdresser because I'm a man. I banged her because I'm a sex addict." <laughs> well, he's Ozzy's finally come clean ed and it is he's now admitted no in fact he is not a sex addict he's just a rock star that has <laughs> is able to get lots of pussy um the uh hold on let's see uh whether caught with the nanny arrested with the hooker blah 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 uh that's a lot of intro to this one in 2016 ozzy Osborne shambled to the back of the line of the great and the good that have deployed the sex addictions defense. That May, after 34 years of marriage, the UK's son on Sunday broke news of the then 67-year-old's affair with a hairdresser. Ozzy had gone AWOL and fearing a relapse, Sharon, the wife, had discovered calls and messages on his phone. That's all. That's all. That's how they get you. Guys, get a second phone. 
He's one phone for the wife. Baseball players had this figured out as soon as phones came out. You don't, you don't just have the one phone. You have two phones, one for your road pussy and one for your regular wife. Um, well, now Oz, Ozzy's reps have made a full admission. It's on Saturday, Ozzy, driven either through naive honesty or charming disregard for the party line, broke ranks and explained his rationale for cheating to the Times of London when he said, quote, I'm in a fucking rock band, aren't I? <laughs> there have always been groupies. I just caught, got caught, didn't I? It was a bump in the road. I bet your marriage has bumps in the road, too, and all. In any marriage, you grow apart. If you don't spend enough time together, and that was part of the problem, I don't think I'm a fucking sex, sex addict. Ed, you have been, I feel like you could side with Ozzy here. You've been married a long time. You're very sure. comfortable in your relationship. So comfortable, in fact, that your wife has offered to let you have blowjobs and or hand jobs from hookers, neither of which you were able to transact. But that's aside the point. Hang on. This, I know you're going to dig. Hang on. The low job, I just turned down. You turned down. That's I right. I turned down. Had, I, I, I could have. You had the freebie. That's true. Uh, but this Aussie, he's been married 34 years. He's pushing 70. Like, who cares if he throws it in the hairdresser every once in a while, right? Yeah. And also, what's in it for the hairdresser? That's what I mean, I'm saying. Like, Aussie, it, it looks like one of his arms isn't working so well. <laughs> he's yes. he's kind of like it's it's one thing if you're fucking the rock star on the side like Ozzy's just kind of a like a stumbling he can't he can't be good because he, he doesn't he doesn't seem to be performing at like normal tasks in interviews he seems like a little bit off it doesn't seem like this is worth the hairdresser's time yeah do you do you think she's like because when you fuck a famous guy it's specifically so you can brag about it. Like, right. It's, it's like, the, it's the notch in the bedpost is what it is. Right. If I came on the show and was like, dude, I just fucked Anne Margaret. Right. <laughs> like, I'd be like, well, great. Yeah. But like, you know, I mean, even if, grumpy old men was a long time if, ago. If it was 1966, I would be high five. 1966. I'd be high five until my arm fell yes. off. But like, yeah, the Blizzard of Oz right. hasn't been the Blizzard of right. Oz in like thirty years. And even even at his best, he was no Anne Margaret. Yeah, he's gross. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, Anne Margaret is still way more palatable now. Do you think she call, she's like calls her friend? She's like ring ring, and her friend's like hello, and she's like Heather. Guess what? <laughs> what, babe? <laughs> I totally fucked a rock star last night. Yeah. Oh, oh my God! Was it Drake? Mm, uh, no. A different, different type of different genre. <laughs> little, I don't even know. <laughs> I can't keep this going because I can't. I, I've literally exhausted all my rock well, stars. Can you sing something he sang? Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Crowley. <laughs> <laughs> like that is just not. You can't. You're not winning anything. There's really nothing in it for her, unless he's. I mean, he's got a lot of money, but I doubt he was. You know. Yeah, but like what? What could he possibly know, be paying her with like right I now? I know. I hear you. you. Know, it's like, and I'm not saying he doesn't have the money, but like, she's not getting rich off of fucking Ozzy right now. No, I yeah, I totally agree. Okay, I mean, other divorce news, Ed. 
We talked a lot about it on this show. Scotty Pippen, he was headed down the path of divorce, separated from his wife, Larsa, who was supposedly banging Ciara X, the rapper Future, who's, who's at least a decade younger than she is. At least. But it looks like the two have reconciled, according to TMZ. They had a pretty big date the other night in Hollywood, and Larsa was sporting a fat new diamond ring. Scotty filed for divorce back in October following a series of domestic incidents at their Florida home. Larsa had called 911 a bunch of times, but that was then. Now it seems as though they've made up because they looked very coupley as they hit the nice guy in West Hollywood last night. Inside the restaurant, Scotty was all smiles as he sang with, oh my God, he he got up there and sang with David Foster. What? Uh, Yeah, shocking. Uh, Larsa is calling the ring a Valentine's present. Um, It's massive. There's a picture of it here. It's like Kobe's. Kobe's yeah, it's uh, like that. Yeah, giant yellow diamond. Um, it's just this Larsa. I mean, she she was out. She was a she was had survived Scottie Pippen's face, and now she's got. Yeah, it's not like that guy's gonna, gonna age well. No, she's got to look at that every morning. But according to the rumors, Scottie Pippen is he's got a soup can of his own. Ed. Yeah, really, that's what you're saying. Even and even supposedly by basketball player standards, really just has an impressive hog. Now that's probably a tough thing to, to get to, to kick and, that habit. And no one that's ever broken up with me has had, has had to weigh that. <laughs> they never yeah. like this Brian. He's so funny. And that piece, like I'm really, <laughs> I'm going to really miss that impressive piece of hardware that he's got. Like that's the number one thing. <laughs> Guys packing mad equipment. Yeah, yes, like it's just not an issue that I've ever had. All right, Ed. No, very right. bummed. No fancy today. We'll try our best to put it together. With yeah, we her. got we got lots of material for her next <laughs> week. I know we have to keep keep your creepy. Yeah, keep sending them in. Yeah, keep it your, could be an all creep edition. Yeah, keep your creepy emails coming. Maybe we'll do Patreon only content. I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot to get to, and it keeps piling up. And poor poor Fancy has been waylaid two weeks in a row. Dear Fancy, I'd fuck me. <laughs> Rubs the lotion on its skin. It does whatever it's told. Yes, we, we get a lot of those. <laughs> So uh, we will catch up with that stuff hopefully next week. Our apologies here if we did not get to your correspondence. We have not forgotten about you, obviously. Ed, excellent job, as always. How us? Good job to me for Ed Daly for the absent fancy sauce. I'm Brian Beckner. This has been episode 155 of the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. We will see you next week. Goodbye. Thank you.